0: Well, hello and welcome to Waco PD on the Beat. For this week's episode, we are going to be talking about our victim services volunteers. And this is actually an episode we recorded probably earlier in the Waco PD on the Beat series. And it's just talking about what these volunteers do day to day, how they not only help the citizens of Waco, but the surrounding communities and really the whole county what our victim services unit does to help. And we need those volunteers. We need you guys in the community to come out and help us with certain incidents that our officers and our community members see Happen to them. So throughout this episode, you'll learn about what our victim services volunteers do and also how you can help. Yeah. So we have a new academy coming up for our victim services volunteers. So this is something that's really exciting. If this episode is something that you feel is something that you would want to do. Stay tuned, listen in, and at the end of this episode, it has all the details on when the Academy is, how long the uh, Victim Services Academy is, and how you can apply. So thanks so much for listening this week. We appreciate it.
1: I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you.
0: Well, hello, Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer.
1: And I'm Officer A.J. Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator from McLennan County.
0: Yeah, and we are here to talk about our Victim Services Volunteers. We've got Melissa Sparks here, and she's the Victim Services Volunteer Coordinator say that a million times fast It was a lot of words no. right there
1: <laughs> you and isabel both have very difficult titles yes, is that why you work in together yes both the victim services yes. unit
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah we had isabel on earlier she talked about the crime victims compensation uh, we did talk about I how right we did talk about how important those volunteers are which yes, is they are very important which is what you cover and what you do in in that unit. Um, But first, before we get into that, talk about why you wanted to work in victim services and with the police department.
2: Well, like everyone else, go to college, you have to do an internship. So um, internship come around, Melissa, which is now my supervisor, come in, started talking about victim services, and it was very interesting. Um, So I was like, okay, I want to, I'm going to go this route. So I do the volunteer, go through the Victim Services Volunteer Academy, um, start going out on calls, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to say I enjoy this, because that's really a bad way to say that, but, and what I mean by enjoy that, I'm able to get out and help victims. A lot of people, a lot of those victims don't really know that these resources that we give them are available to help them, so it was very rewarding for me to be able to do that for somebody, so... Three years go by, and then a position come open, and I applied for it, and I've been here ever since. So this coming December, I have been on with the city for uh, victim services unit for eight years. So I've done this for a total of 11. That's awesome. Um, It's a lot of people can't say, I don't want to say I enjoy coming to work, but I do enjoy coming to work. Um, Even after 11 years doing this, I'm still ready to come to work. I can't say I do the same thing every day. It might be the same call, but it's always something different. Yeah, so, yeah. And I'm always learning something new. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, like you say, when you say you enjoy coming to work, and, and you said this, but I think it's good to explain it. Is that we don't enjoy knowing that there's victims out there exactly.
2: experiencing
0: these horrible crimes, but we do feel comforted in ourselves to know that we are there to help them get back on their feet. So I think it's, that's the enjoyment. And that that you, is the enjoyment that of you it. say. Um, and so talk about the, uh, the, the volunteers then. And the Victim Services Unit is really only consisted of you
2: and then... Two, it's it's and myself and then Isabel, which um, you said that y'all have uh, talked to, um, and Melissa. So there's only three staff that work during the day. We cover calls. And, uh, of course, you know, you have Melissa. I'm just going to throw her name out there. Melissa yeah. Becetta, which is the, the manager of Victim Services and, of, of course, me. Uh, I do go by Sparky, so a lot of the people out there know me as Sparky. Um, I'm the volunteer coordinator, and Miss King, Ms. Isabel King, she takes care of the crime victims' compensation. But we all go out. We all do the same thing. Um, we, we rotate shifts. We rotate call every week. So uh, we're all able to go out and uh, assist the victims and, and help the community in that same way which we work during the day, so that's where our wonderful volunteers come in, and they cover because we are a 24-hour unit, and uh, so we, we, we're always available whenever the officers or detectives um, or whoever needs us, we're, we're always available. Um, so the volunteers will cover our shifts are from 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening, And then the volunteers will come on and cover from six in the evening to six in the morning. That's Monday through Friday. And then we have our weekend shifts that are split up into seven different shifts.
1: And you guys don't just cover Waco, you cover a huge area. We
2: actually cover the whole uh, McClendon County area. Um, We get called out for all the other agencies. Um, the Sheriff's Department, um, all the little agencies, Woodway, Bellmead, Lacey, Lakeview, Hewitt. So in anybody in, in the McLennan County area, we do cover the McLennan County area.
1: Yeah, and that's incredible. It's just volunteers. And just the volunteers. How many volunteers do you have? Right, right
2: now, now we have 14. Okay. Um, wh- amazing. We, I mean, we have an amazing group of volunteers. I could not ask to work with a better better bunch of people
0: so you said we have 14 volunteers how yes. many can we have in total
2: how many um, we, we really don't try to cap it at a certain um cap but uh we're probably going to try to shoot for 2025 20, um and that's just so everybody has there there's enough space on the schedule because i do we do work off of a schedule um to where we don't have a whole bunch of fighting over over shifts and who can cover which is not a bad problem to have but okay. um it it kind of can cause a little chaos because some people can't get on and that's what they join the victim services volunteer program to do is to be able to get out in the community to help, help the victims. And when you can't do that, it's a little, it's a little disappointing. So we're probably going to, to go with like 20, 25 people.
0: Very good. I mean, for the whole County, that seems like a good number, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that it seemed really low, but I mean, if, your we love we have and...
2: had uh, we've we've had up to about forty to forty five people wow. on our roster, and um, that's it, it, it's tough to get everybody out there.
0: That's the, and that's interesting to hear because I mean that's good that we have such dedicated volunteers. Yes, that's I mean I think that's the number one uh, thing that especially this unit has to look for is is that dedication. Mm-hmm.
1: Crime Stoppers is an organization which bridges the gap between law enforcement and the community so together we can solve crimes in our neighborhoods.
0: Crime Stoppers encourages the community to assist in the fight against crime by overcoming the two key elements which inhibit community involvement, fear and apathy.
1: Crime Stoppers allow citizens to anonymously submit tips. Tips can get you up to a $2000 reward if it leads to an arrest or solves a crime. Tips can be submitted by calling 254-753 H-E-L-P, which is 4357, visiting WacoCrimestoppers.org or downloading the P3 app. Remember, tip submission is always anonymous and can lead to a reward of up to $2,000.
0: And so, explain a little bit about what the volunteer will do on their shift.
2: So, depending on what kind of calls, uh, we do a a variety of calls. There's not just one certain kind of call that we do. Uh, We do go out on homicides. We do assaults, sexual assaults. Um, We even do transports. Um, We can uh, take temporary custody of children for CPS, sit with them. That's one of the good perks. We get to spoil the babies Um, and play with the children um so really how it works is i give a schedule to dispatch and i keep up with that schedule weekly daily um dispatch will always have the schedule they'll know who to call if it's during the day of course they're going to call me melissa or isabel um the evening shifts that's where the volunteers will come out um they they're always ready it doesn't matter if it's 12 one o'clock in the morning they they get up they go we do as a victim services unit um if you uh, are a volunteer or want to, in the future, become a volunteer, we provide everything that's needed to, to volunteer for the unit. Um, we provide vehicles so you won't have to use your own vehicle to go out on calls, radios, everything that you will need to do to do, to do the volunteer work. We provide what you need to do that. That's awesome.
1: So how does it work? You said that the academy is going to start in February. How long is it, and when can people start applying?
2: I'm glad you brought that up. Now I get to plug that in. Um, So the academy used to be five weeks. We've dropped it down to three. Um, We do cover a lot. Um, It's kind of intense. Um, So I guess that would be kind of a good way to say it's start here, and then you'll know if this is something that you want to do. Um, But we have detectives from all the units that we work with to come in and and talk to the volunteers um, to let them know kind of kind of let them see their perspective of what they expect from us, how how we work with them, why they call us out. Um, kind of give it give them an idea of what they're going to be doing on a call. Um and that is 3 weeks from it's Monday we do it now. I'm trying not to give you the old date. So it's Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um the training, the academy does happen at the police department and um I just totally went blank. It's okay. <laughs> we'll help you get it so, back. So um, it is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from six to nine p.m. It's okay. three hour class, um, and we try to get you prepared and educate you to let you know exactly what you're going to be doing. Like so, you're not. There's really not any surprises, but we there's only so much that can be done in a classroom, which is you experience most of that when you start getting called out and go go out on calls.
1: And then when you start when you're brand new is starting to go out on calls, you're not just going to throw these people out. No, we're not going to throw them to the wolves.
2: Um, you, they will partner with somebody until we feel like they're comfortable enough or they feel comfortable enough to be able to go out by themselves. So we will make sure that our senior volunteers We'll guide them, show them what they need to do, get them training. If they have any questions, um, the volunteers that we have now are really great about asking them. We're always available. doesn't matter if it's a question at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's what we're here for.
0: When can people start applying and how can they
2: apply? Now, apply now. Um, I I actually take applications all year round. It used to just be when the academy started, but if someone's interested, I will get their application, hold on to that till. The, till it's time to start that process, because there is a process that we have to go through. We will get you in here, get your application done. Um, then the background check, once that clears, uh, I will call you and get you set up for your fingerprinting. And then you will come in and do a kind of a little mini short. We like to kind of get to know you, ask you questions. So you'll have an interview with the staff. And then we will just kind of make a decision from there to see if this is... If this if you're I don't want to say if you're right, because everybody's right for this position. But, you know, just kind of make sure this is what they want to do and something that they can handle. um, And just we kind of just go from there.
0: You want to make sure that these people have uh, the the want to do this. Uh, Explain that heart that these volunteers have, because these people are they're not getting paid. They're coming out and they're dealing with other people who are at their worst worst moments in their life
2: and and that's where the heart comes in i mean you've really got to have that heart to want to help people to be able to understand um or have that compassion empathy to be able to sit with somebody on because we're going out on the worst day of their life so um if if that is something that you think you can do and I say, come on, fill out an application, come and meet us and come and join our, our wonderful team that we have. But just, you know, just just keep in mind that you are seeing people on their worst days. And and I don't want to make it sound like what we do is, is all bad because it's not. There, there are great – we do do fun stuff. We do get to get out there. And, um, I mean – you get to meet people. I mean, even if it's a little as an accident and you have to transport somebody from an accident to a rental car, I'm a very social person to me. I just, I like people. I like talking to people, I like meeting different people. Um, to me, I guess that's what helps, helps our victims is, you know, I try to talk to them, take them away from the bad experience that they're having. And if it's five minutes of, okay, I didn't think about that, that to me, that's, I'm, I'm doing my job.
1: So you kind of said something that made me think, and I don't know the best way to say this, but dealing with people that are going through trauma, what if someone is reluctant to do this because they think they're going to see things that they don't necessarily want to see? Does that question make sense? I guess
0: how, how how does the volunteer cope with those things?
1: And as a volunteer, will they be seeing the same traumatic things that they're getting called out? to help that person there
2: are yes um there is a possibility that's that is something that we do go over that is actually one of our questions in our interview um we explain that you're you're gonna see that ugly you know bad a deceased person i mean and just to we try to prepare them as much as we can which it's hard for someone that hasn't never seen that to get an answer because you can't answer something that you haven't never experienced. So we try to prepare them as much as they can because, you know, you you are going to go out on a fatality or, you know, a homicide or a sexual assault or a really bad assault. Um, So we try to make sure that we ask them the questions and and at any time, if, if it's something that they don't, I mean, it's, You don't have to do this. Um, You're not stuck doing it. Um, We have our, us as staff, and we also have uh, a team of people that if they need somebody to talk to, they're never alone. We actually tell them if it's a call please come and talk to us. Don't hold it in. If it's not us, talk to a number, another volunteer that has maybe experienced the same thing. But, you know, that's something that we really try to drill in is don't hold it in. Because um, there's going to be that one call that's going to get you. I mean, you're you're human, uh, and this isn't something that the everyday person sees.
1: Should that be a reason not to apply, though? I mean, do you think that someone someone's fear of having that exposure – should outweigh their desire to try and help somebody?
2: I say if that fear is there, probably is not the, the thing to do. But, I, I mean, we've had people that have experienced really bad things and have turned around and said that this is something that has helped mm-hmm. to, to kind of get over that. So it's, it's good. Right. that's a good question, it's to, yeah, I guess. but well. it's, it's hard to say, no, don't come and do it. I mean, it's really because everybody's different. So they, they might handle that situation different, but I don't, we, I don't want to say I, we don't want anybody to put their self in a bad situation or if you're second guessing it, don't, don't do it.
0: Well, like you said, if those people do have that one call that just, you know, it's hard to to keep those emotions inside, and we don't want to do that. We want to be able to talk about them, and there's plenty of people there to talk about, and you guys will help those volunteers get through that process and cope a little bit more with the Mm -hmm. call that they were on. Well, the Neighborhood Camera Initiative is something you might want to sign up for.
1: Ring doorbells, Nest cameras, and all the other camera security systems installed on homes and businesses that are facing public areas are tools that could help our officers solve very important crimes.
0: By signing up your camera or cameras in the Neighborhood Camera Initiative, it allows our officers' knowledge to where these cameras are, and if a crime had happened, it could have possibly saw the incident in question.
1: You can sign up your camera on the City of Waco website at wacopolice.com.
0: I mean, it seems kind of silly, and I'm, I, if I'm pretty sure we all know the answer to it, but why is it important that we have volunteers? Why do we have volunteers in the first place?
2: Well, honestly, there's only three of us. We can't do it by ourselves. Plus, again, it goes back to we're a 24-hour unit or 24-hour service, and um, the volunteers—Waco, I, I have to brag, we, we have some amazing people here— um, have it, the importance of having volunteers our unit wouldn't work without them um, and the officers wouldn't have anybody to call, therefore we wouldn't have we won't we will not be able to help victims the way that we help without our volunteers. Our volunteers honestly make our unit work yeah, absolutely and
1: having been in your office, you've got that wall with your volunteers, and it just amazes me the number of hours underneath each of those pictures. So your volunteers stay very busy.
2: We have some amazing volunteers. We we have one. She's a mother of five. She has a full time job and she puts in just monthly, anywhere from three hundred to three fifty wow. hours, just a month. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, all of them are like that. We we have. Uh, we, we have mothers, we have retirees, we have students that go to school, of course. Uh, some do it for their internship, some just because they're going into the criminal justice field. And so, some do this as a platform to see. Some may be going for forensics, some may be going to, in the future, become a police officer. To, to me, this is a great stepping stone. I wanted to do forensics. But I have, I mean, my, my passion is here, what I do now. But it was a stepping stone for me, just for my experience. If I can't handle this, will I be able to handle my job? Because, you know, we go out on the same calls that officers do, officers. And we don't just get called out on the sidelines. We are actually there on scene um, with officers helping Anything that they need, other than, and we're not just there for the victims as well. where we are also there for the officers, can't forget about them. They're right. important. They're, they they they're are a too. very important part, um, just like everybody else. But um, this was a very good stepping stone for for me to be able to to get out there, um, have that experience, um, and and just to be able to do something for the for the community. And mainly the victims I I say the community the victims are our community but it's there are just every day there's there's just another victim that didn't know that this service was here or even if they knew our service was here they didn't know everything that we uh, we could offer them of Mm -hmm. getting them out of a bad situation being able to relocate them again and that's where Isabel also helps comes in and she does the crime victims compensation but there there are a lot of lot of rewards and like you said, it's really hard for me to say it's it sounds cruel to say this is a reward, but if we can help a child get out of a bad situation or a mother with children get out of a, a really bad family, you know, domestic violence that we don't have to get called out a month later to, you know, give her family bad news i mean so to again to go back to what you said it, it's hard to say it's rewarding but it is rewarding to be able to come in and help a victim get out of a really bad situation or a child
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: and i always felt like when i would call for you guys they would talk to you where they they don't want to talk to me they see the badge they see the gun and they're right. like
2: no, and, and that can be like, very intimidating um and that kind of goes back to an earlier conversation that we were having um um w- what you see here now is how we go out on calls uh like i said we we provide our volunteers with everything that they need uniform so we don't have that that gun belt that that taser or anything like that and and you got exactly you know officers have to go out and and work a call um victims don't you know sometimes other than what you see on tv you really don't they they don't know what you guys have to do um so that's I feel like that's the comforting part of us coming in because we don't have all that. We're, we're just, we're somebody there to talk to, kind of take away, also educate them on what you guys are doing, um, as officers kind of, you know, walk them step by step of what y'all are doing. That tends to kind of, cause knowing is better than not knowing. And usually when they know what's going on, it kind of helps them understand and, yeah. We and we do ask. We get asked those questions. Oh, why are they doing that? What you know, what what's going on over here? And then that allows y'all. Also, that gives uh, when we come out. That gives y'all time to to really focus and concentrate on on y'all's job.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing to touch on. AJ is like like you said. It, people are. Intimidated, they're mm-hmm. nervous. They see this person in, in a uniform, and they're not really sure. Like, I, I know they're there to help me, but it's still a scary situation. And so, to see someone just walk up in some jeans and, and a polo, maybe, is just a little bit more comforting, it's yeah. easier to talk we, to. Would
1: you rather cuddle with a robot or a teddy bear? <laughs> I mean, we- got all this hard <laughs> solid stuff on our belt and we're right. we're not very approachable sometimes especially when the, we're in that you robot cop are, mode.
2: Guys, people don't yes, realize yes, that. Yes, And You guys uh, are
0: you guys are approachable and and, and and very nice and if someone did approach you you guys obviously are going to attend to that person oh, and, and their needs.
1: But when we're in that robot cop mode because if it's something you guys are getting called out for like we're trying to do a very serious investigation exactly. and it's game time. Like mm-hmm. we're focused, right. we're in the zone yeah the victim's there and I've talked to the victim, but it's very methodical like what happened mm-hmm. what's your name what what did you see
2: and then that's where you guys call us in and right. we yep. kind of take over yeah we do kind we yeah. do take over yeah. <laughs> we, we like taking over yeah, I, I, I love it
1: though because like I've seen you guys pray with victims if that's what they want I've seen you cry with people hug people like show compassion in a way that we can't in that moment mm-hmm. but you know when we leave this call sometimes it's I'll kick myself because I'm like, I could have done that. I could have prayed with that person too. But but, y'all
2: don't, you know, y'all. Like I said, y'all have a job to do, and we're grateful when you call us out because, like I said, that's what we're here for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. The Waco Police Department is currently looking for those to join our dispatch team as 911 call takers. Being a dispatch operator means being the first to answer the call for help.
0: As a dispatcher, your job is to answer emergency and non-emergency calls for police, fire, and emergency medical assistance. When you work as a dispatcher for Waco PD, you're helping not only your Waco community, but the entire county.
1: To apply, you can visit the City of Waco website. We can't wait for you to be a part of the Waco PD team.
0: Now, I do have a question. Is When you talk with the victim that day and then the call over and done with, is that is that it?
2: Nope. We actually um, we make sure that we follow up with them. It's not like, hi, nice to meet you. Okay, glad we could help you. See you later. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's not the case at all. Uh, me, um, the staff. That's usually what we do. Me, Melissa and Isabel. We will um, get the calls, read everything, and then uh, follow with that. We try to follow up with the victim within like the next day or within an, and with a couple of days. But we do follow up with them. Um, um, there are sometimes they forgot to bring something up which and that's one of the main reasons why we do follow up because sometimes that next day or the the day after we find out that okay well they need help with this or so it's it's always a good thing I mean sometimes it's just a thank you for being there for us um and then sometimes it's okay we need to take this route so we we do follow up we don't just. See them that night or that morning and uh, make them feel like they have been forgotten. Right. Because connecting not. them to the services
0: mm-hmm. that good. they need yes. to, to move
2: forward. And please, if you have any questions, just give me a call. Um, I'll be more than happy to answer whatever needs to be answered. If you need help with the application or if you just want to come up and see me and I can give you one. You can come to the police department and we can get you taken care of that way.
0: Yeah, and if they need to call with questions, is that just the 7500 number?
2: Uh, No, Uh, if you go to the website or um, you can call me at 254-750-7527.
0: Well, hello. It is Sierra in the future recording this little blurb here. Uh, we know that the podcast that you just had watched was a episode that we actually recorded earlier about the volunteer, victim services volunteer. Academy and we just wanted to update with new information about this turner or this time for the Academy and that is that applications are due August 26th so that's one week from today which is Friday but like Sparky said earlier in the episode even though they may not be accepting applications or doing a new training Academy they're always holding applications for those who maybe might be applying after the due date or anything like that. You never know. And spots could always become available. But the official due date for these applications right now is August 26th. And that academy is actually going to be held from September 12th through September 28th. And they're held three nights a week on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday evenings from 6 to 9 p.m. And there's a few requirements, and Sparky also mentioned that too, but we're going to have to complete a background check. A application needs to be filled out. There's going to be fingerprinting and just a little bit of an interview as well. And of course, to be a victim services volunteer, uh, no criminal history is also allowed. So this is just one way, like we said, to get involved in with your community for those who really uh, have a heart to help this is definitely something for you. So again, applications are going to be due on August 26th. That academy is going to be from September 12th to the 28th on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday evenings from 6 to 9 p.m. That application can be found either on our Facebook page. Look for the Victim Services Volunteer Academy posts. You can also find it on the City of Waco website and wacopolice.com. You can also just do that by coming to the police department and asking for a volunteer a victim services volunteer form and you can fill that out and hand it off to Sparky and her phone number like she said is going to be 254-750-7527 if you have any questions. So thanks so much guys for listening to this episode and we hope you have a heart to come and help us here at the Waco Police Department and of course the city of Waco and just the surrounding communities and county. Well, thanks so much, and we will end it off here. Well, Sparky, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate thank you it. Thank for having me. And Definitely. we hope that, you know, maybe inspired a few people to volunteer for so. victim services. Well, thank you so much, Waco, for joining us on Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer.
1: And I'm Officer A.J. Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County.
0: Have a good one, Waco. Till
1: next time. Waco PD on the Beat. The heartbeat serving you.